right, guys, welcome to a brand new series of the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, I have been trying to figure out what I want to do for the next series for a while now since we haven't started a new series in a few months. Um, but I did a bunch of content planning today in just the last few days, so I have the next series planned out. And yeah, so I'm really excited to jump into that with you guys. Um, it is called Am I Too Far Gone? And it's a series on Hosea. Um, and Hosea is actually one of my very favorite books after really diving in and studying it earlier this year. Um, it does talk about a lot of uncomfortable subjects like adultery and um, learning about how Israel has broken God's heart. And it isn't like a super joyful, exciting book when you first get into it. It's not like Acts where it's all like exciting and fun. It's kind of emotional. And especially if you read the commentaries, you're like, dang, like this sucks. Like what Israel did to God sucks. But then the more you look into it, you're like, man, that's how I treat God. And the entirety of the book is just kind of symbolizing, and we'll get into this later, our relationship with God, um, our need for a savior and so on. Um, so yeah, so this series, I believe so, unless I add an extra week, it's going to be a three-part series. Um, I do try to release podcasts every other week and then a YouTube video every other week. So this should be complete in about six weeks. Um, but yeah, so today is all about Hosea part one, which is chapters one through four. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited just to dive into these chapters, just to look through some of the notes that I've taken, the stuff that stuck out to me. Um, and what that means for our relationship with God. Um, if you haven't read Hosea, I would suggest to go pause and read chapter one through four or like just do like a skim or something just so you know kind of what we're talking about um, and that you've read the scriptures yourself. Um, but yeah, so um, Hosea, the name actually means salvation, which I think is really interesting because um, this story really does lead into our need for Jesus so well. Um, so yeah, so Hosea means salvation. Um, and just a little bit of a background as to where this story is beginning. Um, Hosea lived in the time of Israel splitting into two nations. If you want to know more about that story, I would head on over to First and Second Kings. That's where um, you will see Israel split from southern Judah. And there's this whole thing. There's lots of stories in there. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much, but yeah, so he was living during this time, um, and this entire book is a collection of 25 years of his teaching, his writing, his preaching, and a majority of it is poetry, which is kind of what makes it super emotional, and you can see his heart and God's heart through what he's um, giving Hosea to say and preach, uh, but yeah, so I would organize the first part of this uh into kind of this like cause and effect motion. Um, the first part of part one is Hosea is directed to marry a woman named Gomer. And usually the um, implication of marriage in the Bible is like an exciting thing. However, for Hosea, this isn't necessarily something he's super joyful about because Gomer is a prostitute and she is someone that um, you know, is known in the story for being uh, unfaithful. So we see Hosea, you know, follow the command to marry Gomer. And then immediately after that, you see Gomer cheat on him and go back to her old ways of living. So that pushes into the next part. So it's covenant into adultery. And then the next part is restoration, is God requires him to still be faithful 
even though he had the grounds to divorce her, to leave her, um, God told him to stay with her and restore their marriage. And so covenant adultery restoration. Um, if you see me looking down in the video version of this, I have written so many notes down on my iPad. So I'm looking at that, um, and my Bible, but yeah, so, um, restoration. So this is a prophetic symbol of God's relationship with Israel. Um, God has been a faithful husband to Israel, though Israel has, has cheated on God so many times. Um, so then throughout the first part of this story, you see the same thing outlined in God's relationship with Israel. So we have covenant, um, God rescues all of Israel from slavery. Then we move into adultery. Israel commits idolatry. You know, they're worshiping other gods. They're asking God if they can still worship him, but also add in other gods. That's as if like you're telling your husband like, hey, I still want to be married to you, but I want to have several boyfriends as well. Um, that's the same idea. Um, and what's really sad about this is Israel had gone into the promised land. They're taking all the abundance of everything God's given them and they're offering it as like sacrifices to other gods. And so it's like idolatry to like the fullest extent. Um, and then the next part is restoration. God has every grounds to every ground to leave Israel. Um, but because of his own faithfulness, his own love, um, he renews the covenant with them and uh, remains faithful to them, even though they don't deserve it. So this does not mean that there weren't consequences for Israel. Um, Israel then was defeated by tons of other nations due to their own actions um, and just their lack of commitment to God. Uh, mind you, while God is continuing to be faithful to them, it took a long time for them to return and be faithful to him. So they're getting defeated because they're not following God. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and so, yeah, they have a lot of consequences. But we do know in the future that Israel repents um, and this is all just a really beautiful story of our need for Jesus, um, of Israel's need for a Messiah, um, that we are continually unfaithful to God, uh, no matter what we do. You know, we can try our very best, but we need Jesus to cover us so that we have access to God because there's just no way for us to be fully, um, fully faithful because we're human and we sin um, and it's our nature. Um, so the main points of chapters one through four are Israel has rebelled um, and there is natural consequences to that rebellion, but God's love and mercy are more powerful than Israel's rebellion and sin. Um, and so the reason I called this, am I too far gone is because as I was reading through one through four and looking at, you know, Bible project videos, which is where a lot of my inspiration comes from. So I would go check out those videos because the way that they illustrate all of this is just absolutely beautiful. Um, and they break down the um, book into three parts as well. Um, but yeah, so just reading through this is like, I'm like, man, how does this become something practical for my own life? Like, how can I look at this and think like, okay, this is what I can read and learn more about God in this. And how can I do better in my relationship with God for knowing all this information? Um, and what I thought of is, I think probably Israel's direct response to their consequence was to believe that like God had left them, which wasn't the case at all. There was a promise of full restoration, but because they had walked away, there was natural consequences. And I think that like, it's not like, Oh, I do something wrong, wrong. God's going to punish me right now. That's not the context of what I'm saying. It's more like the natural consequences to our sinful actions. You know, like you lie, you get in trouble. Um, you have sex outside of marriage, you get pregnant. 
like those are like natural consequences to sinful actions or rebellion. Um, and I think like, it's very easy to think, okay, like God's left me. That was my, you know, like that was my last time with God, like he's done. And that's so not the case. It's just, there's natural consequences to like some of our actions. And, um, I think it's very easy to be like, okay, I've gone too far now. And that's so not the case because if we think that, then we kind of negate Jesus's whole purpose. His whole purpose is to cleanse us because we cannot do it by ourselves. Um, and if it was about our own actions or our own good deeds, then we could do it ourselves and we can't. Um, and so this whole, you know, the first four chapters of this, um, book are just beautifully illustrated to point directly to our personal lives today is how deeply we need Jesus. And no matter how long you follow Jesus, you're going to do things incorrectly. You're going to think wrong things or do things, you know, not how Jesus would have done them. But because of how beautiful the story is with Jesus is we can repent and we can come back and we're never too far gone. Now that doesn't mean go do whatever you want. It's not like a cheap grace where you can just kind of go and do whatever, but it's more like the more that I get to know God's character, the more I want to do the right thing, the more the Holy spirit in me will purify and cleanse me so that I can continue to do the right thing. But as I learn and grow and still make mistakes and do things wrong, I'm never too far gone for God as he's going to continually pick me up and teach me and show me the wisdom and keep me going. So I don't make those mistakes again, just like a parent with a child. Um, and so, so yeah, so there are a lot of things that I picked out from Hosea's first four chapters. Um, but some of the biggest things that stuck out to me as I, as I was studying and really thinking on this chapter was, in our walk with the Lord, our idols seem attractive until God exposes them. Then we're ready to return to our first husband. Um, and that comes from um, Hosea 1, 7, B. Then she, shall, then she shall, wow, that's really hard to say. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband for it was better for me than now. Um, and basically all of her, you know, idols had been exposed. Um, and that's kind of like, God will expose to idols. There will be consequences, but he always invites us back um, that we're, we're never too far gone to continually come back to our God. Um, and that's why God had instructed Hosea to stay with Gomer because Gomer had every right to leave. But if he had left, that wouldn't have shown God's faithfulness to Israel because God has stayed and always stayed. Um, and then not only just stayed, but he sent himself to become the sacrifice so that we could always be with him. Um, like, seriously, it just completely shows our story with Jesus. Like, I'm a broken record. I'll say it over and over. But the reason that the Old Testament is so cool is because we can see in every single scripture how it leads directly to Jesus. And it is just so cool. Um, and then this part, I remember reading this and, like, tearing up because it just is really sad. Um, where do I begin? Okay, so basically, uh, verse 8, chapter 1, it says... Essentially, she lavished her silver and gold that God gave her and then used it for Baal, um, which is another god. And the note that I took uh, from a commentary was, When Hosea provided for Gomer, she spent it on her adulterous lovers, and this is how God loves us, lavishing blessing on us, even when we are worshiping idols, providing us with blessings that we waste on other gods. And it's like, dang. <laughs> like, if you remember what I said earlier, um, in the original you know, story of God in Israel, Israel is brought into the promised land 
and they take all of the abundance and all of the beauty from the promised land and sacrifice it and give it to other gods. And that's essentially what Gomer did is um, Hosea gave her, you know, silver and gold and beautiful things. And she used those things for her worship of other gods. Um, and it was just really sad. So, so yeah, so that's just another reiteration of everything that we're talking about. Um, but just kind of put in words that really like hit me in my heart. And I was like, dang, like what are, you know, gifts that God has given me or what are, um, things just in my daily life that life that I'm wasting, maybe not on like, you know, quote unquote other gods or like, you know, something super bad, but am I not giving back to God in the way that he deserves? Am I not like living my life for Jesus as full as I can be? Like, am I using my creative talents for God? Am I, you know, and that doesn't mean you never have fun, but it's like just always keeping in mind that, you know, God has given us all the blessings in our life for specific purposes to use for him to spread the gospel um, and so on. And, you know, it needs to be consistently in our mind that we want to use those for him and not for like our own glory for other, you know, things or whatever. Um, and that's just a very practical use of this, but this goes a lot deeper. It's, it's all like a heart issue. Um, it's all, you know, if, if God is the center of our lives, if we love Jesus with all of our hearts, our direct response to being blessed and being, um, given blessings and given different things is to give it right back to God and use the things he's given us for, you know, our walk with Jesus and the, the people around us that maybe don't know Jesus yet. Um, and then I think there was a couple more. Let's see. Okay. So another really cool point to all of this is, um, I believe that as Gomer kind of got to know Hosea, she started to view him kind of as a master, uh, rather than a husband or like a best friend. Um, a lover of her soul and it became hard for her to you know want to be with him rather than just feel like it was an obligation and I think that that happens in our relationship with God too which can result in us straying from him and you know spending more times on the more like quote-unquote attractive idols or things that we do with our time um but that's not what God wants he wants um he wants to be our husband he wants to be the lover of our souls our comforter our friend um, he's not satisfied with fear-based obedience focused relationships, um, because those do not come from love. Um, obedience follows just a deep love for, for your husband, for God. Um, and when we have that deep love for him, it is just natural to, to want to, um, bless him and want to do the things that he's put on your heart to do. Um, and then to, to do with that, it says, Love is largely a matter of the will, and when we direct ourselves to love someone, God tells us we must love. We can't, it can and will happen. So the closer we are to Jesus, the more of his heart we're going to adopt. Um, and then the last thing was that I wanted to harp on before I kind of just, you know, summarize all of this and talk a little bit more about, you know, the subject of being too far gone. Um, it says, I think this is a quote from Spurgeon. I might be incorrect. The allurement of love surpasses in power all other forces. The Lord in mercy determines that in all truthfulness, he will outbid the devil and he will win us to himself. Um, and basically, that's the story of God with Israel is even though Israel had sinned and gone against God and was unfaithful, God's love and mercy over them out, outpowered all of um, their force of sin and rebellion. And... That's kind of, you know, the theme of this whole part of this whole um, thing that we're talking about is there's no way for you to be too far gone 
because that would be doubting God's power of restoration um, and his ability to bring you back to where you need to be. However, you have to be willing and you have to be repentant um, and you have to be um, fully honest. So if all those things are true and uh, you still think you're too far gone, now you're just doubting God's ability, which is not like that can't be a thing um, because if we believe that God became flesh to be the sacrifice that we needed to be connected to God forever, then there is no way for our sin to be stronger than our God and his mercy and love for us. Um, and so the cool part about reading scripture and getting to know more of who God is, is learning his heart and learning how faithful he is. And if he says he's going to continually be faithful if he says that his, you know, he's won against the devil, he's outbid the devil, he has um, that his power and his love is way stronger than our sin and rebellion, there is no way to be too far gone. Um, and I think, like, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you know, I don't think any of us would ever say, like, oh, like, God doesn't love me anymore. But sometimes there's that doubt where it's like, man, have I gone too far this time? Like, did was this mistake too big? Um, and just like I reiterated before, it's not like we should just be living by a cheap grace and just being like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, I can just do whatever. It's not that at all. It's if we have a heart that is 100% for God um, and knowing God and learning his character, just like a child makes mistakes and learns along the way, when we're doing that, he's teaching us along the way, giving us the ability to know more of his heart so we don't continue to make those mistakes. So there's no way a parent, you know, when a child hasn't learned something or, you know, makes a mistake, um, that maybe they had learned before that a parent is going to just like disregard their child. That's not how that works. God wants to be your husband, wants to be your friend and guide you along this like life with him, learning more and more of his heart, his character, his love. And there's no way for something to be out his love for you. There's no way. So so yeah, so that's essentially just the opening part of Hosea and all that book has to um, offer, talking about our relationship with Jesus, our walk with God as a whole, Israel's, you know, the symbol, how do you say the symbolism, hello, um, of Israel's walk with God and our walk with God and how closely related they are, um, and really just how the Bible, when, I, when we get to read it, it has nothing to do with us, you know, checking off our devotional list for the day, but looking in the Bible and seeing, okay, what can I learn about God in this chapter? And what we learn through Hosea is just how powerful he is and how it is not our job to question his ability to win us back after rebellion, just like Israel. Um, and so, yeah, so this is just a short little podcast of the intro to Hosea and all that that book has. Um, and as we dive in further and talk about Jesus and his love for us and how the Old Testament points straight to Jesus and Jesus coming um, and just all the really cool nerdy facts about the Bible that I'll try to pull into this podcast um, or this series um, and just so many other things. So yeah, I am very excited to dive into the rest of this with you. I hope that just this little intro has been encouraging. Even if you've been a Christian forever, it's always good to be reminded of just how powerful our God is, how much he loves us, how he's continually win us, winning us over in a personal way, not just a generalized distant way, but a personal getting to know you 
um, knows your name, knows every detail of your life and loves you along with all of your flaws and everything that comes with who you are. Um, and so, yeah, I love you and I will see you next time. Bye.